The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. First week in April, talking NFL Draft, just about three weeks away to the 2021 NFL Draft. And I'm excited for the Buffalo Bills and what's taking place. I mean, we've talked about this a lot in relation to free agency. I mean, certainly areas where we'd like to see some upgrades, but none of those true glaring holes, right? And I think when we talk about those glaring holes, it's it's not like, uh, you know, you just had Tredavious White and, uh, and Levi Wallace didn't re-sign. Or maybe a scenario where Matt Milano hit free agency, signed with another team, and the Bills didn't really sign anyone to fill that spot with him. Um, yeah, there's going to be areas where you can can see an upgrade, and we'll talk about that a little bit on today's show. But I think for the most part, when you take a look at it, the team has done a good job of maintaining so much of what they've had, where you head into the 2021 NFL draft with nothing where you say, we have to do this. And sure, right, you might be sitting there saying, well, we have to do something at defensive end or interior offensive line or cornerback too. I I hear all of that, right? I I do. But I think it is also one of those scenarios when we say that we have to do something, it's an opportunity where you can truly upgrade and what that would look like. So today I want to go through a five-round mock draft with you. It has been over a month since I did the last one, and obviously over a month ago was before free agency had started. I didn't think that Matt Milano was going to be back. I wasn't sure if Daryl Williams was going to be back. So now I think we have a better look at the team. So let's go through this five-round mock and see what we can do for the Buffalo Bills. Now, at least in the first round here, I'll talk to you about who went first. And bear with me. I'll just kind of ramble through this just for a bit so you get an idea of what is taking place. And, of course, the, uh, the trade with Sam Darnold going from the New York Jets to the Carolina Panthers least in my opinion, starts to shake some things up. Um, No surprise at one and two, Trevor Lawrence to the Jags, Zach Wilson to the Jets. Uh, Number three, let's say a little bit of fire to that smoke where Mac Jones from Alabama goes to the 49ers. Trey Lance going number four to the Falcons. Uh, It's Jamar Chase being reunited with Burrow in Cincinnati at number five. Jalen Waddell at number six to the Dolphins. Uh, Penny Sewell, number seven to the Lions. It's Kyle Pitts falling to eight. If Kyle Pitts falls to eight in the draft, you are going to hear me from wherever you're sitting yelling at my TV, talking about the Bills trading up. 
obviously way too expensive to take place. But if Kyle Pitts does fall, that will certainly be be something to see. Um, it's Justin Fields at number nine to the Denver Broncos, a clear upgrade over Drew Locke. Patrick Sertain at number 10 out of Alabama to the Cowboys. The Giants at 11, Devonta Smith, wide receiver. At 12, it's the Eagles with J.C. Horn. I've seen him mocked there a lot, the cornerback from South Carolina. At number 13, Rayshon Slater, offensive tackle from Northwestern. At 14, Christian Derrissaw, another offensive tackle from Virginia Tech going to the Vikings. Uh, at 15, the Patriots go with Rashad Bateman, a wide receiver, adding a weapon to their uh, receiving core. At number 16, the Cardinals take Elijah Vera Tucker, very talented interior offensive lineman from USC. It's Tevin Jenkins at 17 to the Raiders, offensive tackle from Oklahoma State. At 18, Jalen Phillips, edge rusher, going to the Dolphins out of University of Miami. I know that is someone many Bills fans have an eye on. Also at number 19, the Washington football team takes Greg Newsom, the cornerback out of Northwestern. At 20, Samuel Cosme, offensive tackle from Texas to the Bears. The Colts at 21 take Liam Eichenberg, offensive tackle from Notre Dame. At 22, the Titans, Trevon Morig, safety out of TCU. Micah Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State, at number 23 to the Jets. Uh, finally, one of the running backs comes off the board at 24 when the Steelers take Najee Harris. At 25, Terrace Marshall Jr., wide receiver from LSU to the Jaguars. Caleb Farley, the cornerback from Virginia Tech, slides all the way down to number 26 with the Cleveland Browns. Again, a guy because of some injuries uh, normally would have been seen as a top 10 pick. Here he is going at number 26. At 27, Aziz Ojaleri, edge defender from Georgia, going to the Ravens. Another edge, Quiddy Pay, going to the Saints at number 28 out of Michigan. And at number 29, Jeremiah Wusakoromoa, linebacker from Notre Dame, going in that spot. So as you go through this, those four guys, the last four guys that went are four favorites that we see from many Bills fans, right? Caleb Farley, the cornerback, Aziz Ojolari, the edge defender, Quiddy Pay, another edge defender, and then Jeremiah Owuso. Koromoa. And I should say this, I'm not doing any trades in this mock um, from this standpoint. It was really, let's just do it straightforward, have a little bit of fun and see what takes place. So, all right, let's jump into it. There are four guys jumping off the board where I can go in four very different directions here with this pick. Top guy rated on the board, Travis Etienne, running back from Clemson. Plenty of discussion around him, adding that offensive weapon to the Bills, what that could mean for Josh Allen. Uh, again, I keep using this term. And I know some don't like it. A bit more of a luxury pick, but he is there and he's going to be under consideration. Also on the board, Christian Barmore, defensive tackle from Alabama. You guys heard me talk on the last podcast, a sneaky need for the Bills. But is that something I'm going to do in the first round? Probably not. So I'm going to scratch that. Eric Stokes, the cornerback from Georgia. Um, you know my man Bruce Nolan banging the table for a cornerback with pick 30 for the Bills. That's someone under consideration. And then Jason Owe, who I did a recent mock with with Bruce going kind of back and forth. We each did our three-round mocks on mocking the Bills earlier this week. And I went with the very talented edge defender from Penn State. Now, as you go through with this, right, you've got two guys that will be rotational pieces in 2021 in Barmar, Barmore and Owe, right? They, they 
use a rotation at defensive tackle and at defensive end. Either one of those guys is drafted by the Bills. Maybe they're playing 30, 35% of the snaps in 2021. Um, Two guys that could be eventual starters and certainly nothing wrong with that, but not going to have that great impact during this season. Um, Eric Stokes at cornerback, right, would very likely step in and be the starter from day one at cornerback two. So I think that is, you know, certainly an option because he would likely play about 100% of the snaps. Um, I know some will be talking about interior offensive line. Um, My guy Aaron Quinn from over at Cover One, we were actually going back and forth earlier in the day. Um, That's a, you know, a top need for him. I could certainly look at someone like Landon Dickerson, Creed Humphrey, Wyatt Davis, three very talented interior offensive linemen, um, have some flexibility, right, at least in Dickerson and Humphrey, that they can play center, they could play either guard position. Davis could play either guard position. Um, I just don't know if I'm going there at 30. So in this scenario, I'm going to take Travis Etienne. And you guys know I do enough different mocks. I like to see how things play out. Um, I would kind of teetering between him and Owe because I think it, you know things fall off a little bit when you look at the edge defenders. But when you've got A.J. Epinesa coming into year two, you've got F.A. Obada, you know, a one-year contract. Let's see what can happen there, but certainly flashed in 2020 with the Panthers and, of course, Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes. So right here, I'm going to make Travis Etienne the pick at number 30, and let's see what happens as we get to the second round with pick 61. I won't go through the entire second round with you guys because that'll be just a bit too much reading through all of those pieces, but there will certainly be some options on the board for the Bills at pick 61. And in a lot of scenarios, I was nervous early on if I did not go with an edge defender, what would the Bills be able to do in the second round? Now, here we go. The top two guys on the board for the Bills are Gregory Rousseau, edge defender or defensive tackle, depending on where you line them up from the University of Miami, and Joseph Osai, the edge defender from Texas. Now, you got a, a little bit of difference when you talk about the the size here between these two guys, right? Osai, um, certainly a bit leaner, 6'3", 245 pounds. I see him more in that Jerry Hughes type of model, right? And even when you talk about the ideal role, according to our friends here at the Draft Network, Osai can align as a 3-4 outside linebacker that is used as a spot dropper in coverage. He's also capable of putting his hand in the dirt as a five technique in a four-man defensive front. So maybe a little bit of a shift for him, right? Ideally playing in a 3-4, going to a 4-3. But if he is that, call it that athletic, bursty um, defensive end that the Bills can bring, again, similar to that type of model of someone like a Jerry Hughes, and I'm pulling it up right now because if I do remember correctly, his pro day um, was a pretty good one. And for him, right, a 41-and-a-half-inch vertical leap, almost 11 feet in the broad. Um, you know, as, as I take a look at that, that is someone that, uh, that brings some of that explosiveness to the table. Now, a guy that heading into the 2020 season was seen as a potential like top 10 pick, Gregory Rousseau, Opted out of the 2020 season in 2019, right? 19 and a half tackles for loss, 15 and a half sacks, um, six foot five, 265 pounds. Um, did not have a good pro day, 
and I know when you talk about things and you say you don't want to put too much stock in the pro day, but there is part of you that probably has to when you are looking at someone that sat out the the year. And if you sat out the year, you know, really you should be working yourself to get to this point. He did like around 30 inches in the vertical, did not have a good 40 time, his three cone. And, you know, again, I'm trying not to put too much stock in that. But is this guy, you know, have that type of commitment, I guess you would say, versus someone like Joseph Fosse, who absolutely killed it in his. I could look at some other positions, but I, I think Edge needs to be that. I will go with Joseph Osai from Texas. Um, again, the explosiveness that he brings to the table. Uh, I could see him, you know, almost filling the Jerry Hughes role in the future while AJ Epinesa fills that Mario Addison role, marrying those two guys up as the Bills defensive ends for some time to go. I am taking him with my second round pick and I am not going to look back. Um, as we come into the third round now, I think there's the question, am I going to do something at interior defensive line? Um, who's going to be available along the offensive line and cornerback? Still a question that sits out there. So there are some favorites that pop up immediately as I take a look at this. Ben Cleveland, interior offensive lineman for Georgia, sits out, stands out on the board. You know, someone that can add depth for the Bills um, is needed. We talked about those offensive guard positions before. Paulson Adebo, the cornerback from Stanford. Um, gosh, early on in the process coming into this year, some thought he might be a first-round pick. He stands out. Trey Sermon, the running back from Ohio State. I like him, but of course, we already took Travis Etienne, so what am I talking about there? Hamza Nasril-Dean, the safety from Florida State, kind of that big nickel can do a lot of different things for you. Now let's talk about some of the big fellas as well, because we know some of those uh, interior defensive linemen are also available in this spot. You've got Tyler Shelvin available. He is certainly there. And of course, my guy Trill Williams from Syracuse that can play cornerback. Now, I like someone like Williams, right? Because he is someone, um, he can play in the slot. He can play in the outside. He's got some flexibility, some good size. It's 6'2", 198. You know, when I talk about him and the flexibility that he has versus someone like Adebo, I like Williams better than Paulson Adebo. Yeah, that is part of my upstate New York bias probably coming through right there. But when we talk about this, and uh, I like some of the interior defensive linemen, of course, the interior offensive linemen we talk about, but I'm going to go with Trill Williams because I do not want to wait any longer to do something at cornerback too. Um, it, again, it's a guy I've seen play enough times. I like his athleticism. I like his flexibility. Um, should something happen to a, to Teron Johnson or Levi Wallace, and he can step in and really compete for that cornerback two spot. So Right now, as we get to the fifth round, right to recap, in the first round, Travis Etienne. In the second round, Joseph Osai. And in the third round, it's Trill Williams. So I'm just going to the fifth round this time because I think as you do that, right, you kind of get to that, that area where it's just like, okay, who is, who is going to fall? Who's going to be available at this spot? I haven't done anything along the interior offensive line or at defensive tackle yet. And I'm curious to see who is going to be available because those are some areas I would still like to address. Now, as we come to it, right, of course, it's it's one of those areas where you see a lot of guys at those positions flying off the board, at least as it comes to the mock draft machine, courtesy of the draft network. Um, but when I go through, there are guys that stand out at wide receiver. 
um, guys at safety. And, you know, let's see who's available here at the interior offensive line. Let's go defensive tackle first. And really the one that stands out right from the beginning, one of those big boys from Texas A&M, it's Bobby Brown, six foot four, 315 pounds. You know, that true one technique, run stuffing defensive tackle that other than Star Latulale, the Bills do not really have right now. That is going to be an easy pick for me as I look at him as a fifth rounder, someone that can come in, be a part of that rotation. We talked about it with Christian Barmore in the first round. Yeah, maybe Barmore is going to play about 30% of the snaps. Brown might find himself in a similar type of situation, depending on how Star Latulale looks and really battling things out with Harrison Phillips. So I want to address that interior defensive line position, and I'm going to do it with Brown at this time knowing that I've got one more pick available coming here in the fifth. Now, I haven't done anything at wide receiver yet. Um, That certainly stands out. Anthony Schwartz from Auburn is a guy that I like from what I have seen to add some depth to the position. But it is along the offensive line where I think there is the greatest concern, at least in my perspective, for the Bills. You know, not many names that I have seen or read much about at this time, so I'm not going to end up grabbing someone just to grab them on the interior. When you take a look at offensive tackle, Adrian Ely from Oklahoma, the top-rated player on the board, certainly brings good size, almost six foot seven, 326 pounds, um, would be more of a developmental option for the Bills, someone that they would look with their level of coaching to see what they would be able to do in that scenario. Taking a look at some of the linebackers on the board, I really don't like the depth is there. I'm going to end up going back to the wide receiver position, and Anthony Schwartz is going to be that guy for me. Um, Again, he could be that eventual slot receiver, provide some depth at this time that might be a good fit to replace uh, Cole Beasley in a couple of years. I'm not looking for Cole Beasley to leave the Bills anytime soon, coming off an all-pro season. Should have been a 1,000-yard receiver. Don't get any of this twisted. But Anthony Schwartz, that wide receiver from Auburn, I think gives you that ability to uh, to have some depth. I like what what he can do and you know be a little bit of a developmental guy in that slot. So I'm going to go with Anthony Schwartz as my other fifth round pick. So as we come through, when you look at my picks, just to recap what I ended up going with here today, it was Travis Etienne uh, at pick 30 in the first round. And I know some of you are probably yelling at your phone or your radio or your computer, wherever you're listening. Um, That's fine by me, right? Explosive playmaker coming to the team. Let's see what can happen because I was able to address the needs, uh, certainly at edge with Joseph Osai in the second round, at cornerback with Trill Williams from Syracuse in the third, and at defensive tackle with Bobby Brown in the fifth round. Didn't really get to do as much along the offensive line as maybe as I would have looked to but the Bills do return all five starters. Ike Botker coming back this season. Ryan Bates still there. And we've seen some additional signings from Brandon Bean. So I'm going to wrap it up. I'd be curious to get your feedback. Hit me up on Twitter at Anthemarino at any time. Of course, at buffalorumblings.com. I'm going to head out of here, but I always appreciate you guys tuning in. I'll talk to you soon. Oh, and before I forget, go Bills.